0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor. We're getting on banger of a video turned around right now. a Little I think bogey bro battle coming out tomorrow. It's being edited right now, so no Connor today, unfortunately. Um, but he's here in spirit. We're gonna be talking through Trevor's putter bracket and all the drama that went down. He's here in person. No, he's in it, well, but not on the show. He's on the show. His in spirit. audio
1: is in spirit. Just picture him. Being we like should
0: just like give him a mic and just let him just like just incoherently him. ramble <laughs> throughout the show. Connor, you started the audio, That's right? only
1: for the Patreons.
0: He did. Head nod. That's head for the, nod for you. That's only for the Patreons. Get the rant uh, We're going to talk through Trevor's putter bracket, uh, the PDGA, and the Disc Golf Pro Tours decision on the gender um, divisions, Trevor's trivia, a little off-season player tracking, and then we'll finish it off if we've got time with a little UltiWorld fandom survey they put out. Electric episode. But first, quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode brought to you by Manscaped. It's the season for clean balls la 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 Our friends over at Manscaped are- <laughs> You
1: still haven't perfected that.
0: Well, it says balls and then fall la 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 It was funnier
1: when you said it But I like way. the
0: ball a la 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 So I'm rolling with that. Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season from stocking stuffers to white elephants. Manscaped's products are top of everyone's wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for your holiday lover and win this year's gift exchange by going to manscaped.com and using the code GRIPLOCKED for 20% off plus free shipping. They are the one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have perfect gifts in the Platinum Package 4.0 plus loads of little presents for stocking stuffers. What a better day holiday gift. What a better day holiday gift. What a better holiday gift was supposed to say than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs. Mansi has uh-huh. given us plenty of laughs. Like someone will probably click clip the la 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 moment at the beginning. Yeah. That could be you. Uh, don't let your chestnuts roast in the wrong boxers. Get them a pair of Manscaped boxers. I'm rocking some today. Specifically made to keep the area cool while providing holiday comfort all year round. Manscaped is also here to make the holiday shopping a blast by giving products they'll love and making them laugh. So again, get over tw- get 20% off and free shipping with the code GRIPLOCKED over at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Manscaped.com using the code GRIPLOCKED. Manscaped for a perfect gift. That'll be the holiday's biggest hit. Yeah. Thanks again to Manscaped for sponsoring the show as always. Y'all. Yeah. Manscaped's been one of our most loyal supporters. There are ride so if or you're, if you're a loyal listener, if you're a ride or die listener, and you're not using Manscaped's products, that would be a great something Christmas to present about, to us. Something to think about. It directly supports the show, so we really appreciate Manscaped there. All right, on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, first off, what are you doing? Secondly, you head over to Twitter, yeah, and the, off, the account, loser. account you want to be following is at FDG oh, no, underscore dude. 100. I, even, underscore I didn't want
1: to be on Twitter this past weekend, man.
0: Uh, so Trevor started his putter bracket last week, and... Basically, we just got to start from the top. We need to clear the air a little bit here, Dude, Trevor. I want to
1: fact check the mess out of you if you try and slander me. On no,
0: the I, wanna, I just want to question you. you I want to question okay. a few things. Mm-hmm. So you put out a tweet asking for fans suggestions for your bracket. Were those taken into consideration at all when you made your bracket?
1: Uh, absolutely. Every single putter included on the bracket did come from a suggestion.
0: So you just and looked I, through the suggestions I, and picked ones that you were comfortable putting with to put yes, on the bracket?
1: and I never said otherwise. Okay. I said from the very beginning, I will take suggestions and make a bracket. I never said every suggestion or top-voted suggestion. It was never said.
0: So you, so you silenced your audience there, then let them speak through the top 16, and then the two putters that you wanted the most, what came out on top, Rainmaker P2. That was, that was random. Basically the same putter and ended with Rainmaker.
1: Listen, I, like I said, I never claimed... And I even said this on Twitter. I never claimed that the bracket would be fair. The bracket was... But then
0: why Why did you come after me when all I wanted was the bracket to be fair? Because all you had to say you was, were, that's just not what it was.
1: I did say that over and over again. I well, yelled but you, it from the top of my lungs. Sure, but you
0: said it through behind a lot of name-calling and other words to hide it.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and the funny thing is, like, people were getting... People were upset about the final being the P two and the Rainmaker, and they vote like once it once it well, was up to the votes. What
0: did they really vote on though?
1: What did they vote on?
0: The because like by the time the bracket was made, it was already like their voice had already not been
1: heard. Mm, you're right.
0: So then, what were they really on? Their
1: voice on? was heard. They all well, so
0: chosen voices. Your chosen voices. You were are heard.
1: talking about one putter basically, which is the poll cat that you got uh, probably like 50 likes on that, and you have. 11,000 Twitter followers. So that, that, what, I didn't what actually you're tweet it. I responded to you. What you're basically saying is like when a, a certain candidate is running for president and celebrities endorse it and therefore it gets a lot of votes. Well, yeah, it's because celebrities are talking about it. Like oh, I
0: basi- hardly call myself a celebrity. In I'm the a disc
1: golf realm, you are. My
0: new disc golfer. In, no, in the disc golf realm, you a, are. In this election,
1: tweet. you were like Robert Downey Jr.
0: Well, people were coming after me for not subjecting myself to the same thing. And I am more than willing to put 16 putters in a bracket that I hand select and let the people vote on that and then putt with them. Because I, what's yeah. the risk? Of course, I don't do that. I wouldn't do that.
1: I hand selected, let me be clear again. I hand selected them, but every putter had to be mentioned in the suggestions. It's not like I pulled ones that were not mentioned. You had mentioned like
0: 350 once. replies. What putter wasn't mentioned? I
1: can't, I can't help it that people wanted to be involved, but that's all I'm going to say on that.
0: That's see. And I think that was where my feelings got hurt the most is people wanted to be involved so bad, and mm-hmm. you just stiff armed them.
1: No, and you I mean, said you you, you, you stiff armed. You you're sti- saying you stiff armed
0: you. your biggest fans, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and stiff armed you, you stiff armed your biggest fans. That's a fair statement. I like let your me, biggest fans were stiff armed.
1: Here's the scenario, and like I know you. And gonna, hey,
0: I'm a man of the people, so I put I used my
1: audience. Yeah, you got you got stiff armed.
0: I know I used my audience. This was I said hey, I said hey, what would you all rather see? Would yeah. you rather? And they voted. To, they wanted yeah. to see the whole stand. Embarrassing. And so I let it stand. You
1: can't even win your own Twitter poll. Yeah, well, embarrassing. It,
0: where was the loss? Where was the winner loss? I wanted to know what the people <laughs> wanted. I wanted, all I was there for is to let the people have what they wanted and the people got what they You're wanted. You're a fascist. I gave people freedom. You silenced.
1: No, I you, look, you tried to give them freedom. where did they go? Crawling right back to me.
0: That's that, But I still gave them freedom. It doesn't matter what they do is said freedom.
1: Gave them freedom I bro. gave them freedom.
0: I let, I let their voice actually have a platform to be heard and, and it was heard. And
1: I just knew, I already knew what they were going to say. So I guess that's, well, that's I fine. just know my people better
0: that's fine. I just let them, I'm just, I'm just happy to be the platform of freedom and Mm, and I'm glad I was able to do that and provide that for them. Um, and you know, that, that is what it is. It was a tough weekend. I think for a lot of people out there, I saw a lot of hurt feelings. Um, and you know, you're always welcome on my fan base. You're always welcome over here. (laughs) Um, no, in all serious, though, I think you're going to get very bored of the Rainmaker. I think you're also going to have a hard time finding them.
1: Bro, do you, do you you did you see what I putted with for an entire year? It didn't even have a stamp on the steadies, it. <laughs> though, at least, the
0: Steadies have a lot of different plastics.
1: The, yeah, I mean... They're, they're, the
0: Rainmaker has one plastic option, and you can't just, like, walk onto our shelves and find more. Yeah. So, like, if you lose a putter or it gets too beat up, you're going to uh, be shelling out, what, 30, the, 40
1: bucks? All I need is, like, a handful of them. It won't be that hard. People i have had, like... Ten people offer me trades for them. I've got people that'll trade my will take my steadies for them straight up on Twitter. So I'll I'll get my hands on like six or so. I've got two of them. I need like four more, and that lasts me through a year. And I agree the the Rainmaker will not be the most exciting. However, I can try and find older runs from like the originals if I want to spice things up. Um, and the Rainmaker in my mind is like my perfect was putter. the
0: old Rainmaker an actually a different putter. Or was it originally a P2 that just... It was like no, it was, it was always different. It was always yeah, different.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always a little shallower. When did it come out? I believe so. uh I'm, I think they're on like Rainmaker 3 at this point, aren't they? I feel like they've, there's been a couple runs of them. I know PGA. there was old ones. But my thing is the Rainmaker, I think, is my ideal putter because it's, you know, in the Flex 3 plastic. It's really stiff. I've always liked the P2. And the only gripe I had with the P2 no, is... No, so the Rainmaker just
0: got approved december 30th 2021
1: there, there there was definitely a rainmaker before i think before or was it, it was called something a, else i think it was
0: just the p2 just stamped, and they just stamped it Rainmaker, like because like, like simon eagle would like have different names for like oh yeah like the Mindbender md1 so i guess the, i think it was the rainmaker p2 oh okay that's why i think was, well, whatever i'm pretty sure forget that then i'm gonna search rainmaker p2 so the this is the new rainmaker this is still the new rainmaker
1: I guess I, I guess that makes sense.
0: They must. they just never came out with the. There wasn't one before this. That's that just.
1: There's no way I could have sworn he there's had. There's the a, prototypes. He Flex two protos. He had to have had a putter that
0: came out last year. This time the they're, protos. you me that's what you're thinking of. You're thinking of this stamp, right? No.
1: No, that's the prototype. I, proto. I, I could have sworn. So he the only had, ones that exist
0: is that, and then the the current rainmaker
1: this one let me just look up eagle mcmahon putter because like i swear he had a signature putter he's been with this mania forever like are we are we for reals i don't think he did
0: because simon had the sky god which is always a champ a c-line p2 i mean
1: he had the samurai and the Cloudbreaker, but i thought he had a putter too like am i am i i think crazy i might be crazy all right i guess i might be crazy i could have sworn he had rainmakers before they made the switch. But I guess I'm wrong.
0: Well, I think the Rainmaker might have come out before the Switch. No, surely not. Well, yeah, because it was approved December 30th, 2021, and Discmania made the whole Switch this year. Am I wrong there?
1: I'm getting lost in the timeline. I don't know. Somebody fact check us. Fact check me. It doesn't. It doesn't matter that much. You're right. This was
0: approved December 30th, 2021.
1: You're right in the fact that I'm not going to have a crazy amount of custom customization, but like the Steady was just like that, and I made it through the year with the Steady, and it was okay. It wasn't, well, like, it steady, wasn't like torture. The Steady
0: you had customization, you just didn't know you had customization.
1: We still don't know that for sure. We don't know if they're making stone Steadies this whole time. That's not has not were. been confirmed. I think we just didn't have them on the show. Well, in any case, I didn't in have any case, the option.
0: Twenty twenty three, Trevor will be putting with the Rainmaker. Uh, you've also told to fans that you will be allowing them to fully customize your bag for a month.
1: I will do that at some point Which I think like that's fun. I have to, um, I'll probably wait until like... I'll probably do that like after a, some certain things get filmed.
0: Okay. I don't know what he's talking about, but okay.
1: Uh, like a little bit closer to the middle of the year.
0: And then I'm probably... I don't know what I'm... I know I have a series I'm going to do. I'll announce it probably January 1st. Why not? Um, for next year that I'm very excited about. Um, and I think we're also both agreed to be willing to subject ourselves to a punishment putter. We yeah. don't know the exact details yet, but a fully fan-controlled bracket that is intended to be punishment style. So, blowfly, turbo putter, stego, Koi, just whatever, ab- birdie. As long as we're putting with it in a video cat. that isn't a monthly match. Well, I think, I think we would battle. basically go monthly match, and in the next video we film... That's what you have to use it in, or we could go super torture and the whole month minus bogey row battles and monthly matches. You got to use it for a month straight before the next monthly match.
1: No, because then you're then you're never going to be able to use your normal putters. That'd be awful.
0: <sighs> Punishment, baby! Don't lose monthly match.
1: I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not, the one at the at the deficit. You'd here. literally you'd literally lose like every video for a month. It would be it would get repetitive. That's the thing about that's the thing about like the whole putter bracket thing is like the whole like obviously ha ha like if the if I let my fans vote like completely the poll cat would win, but you. And you might say this is wrong, but many people would get, including ourselves, would get very frustrated and bored with the fact that I would not win any videos. It would be very repetitive. I agree
0: with that. Yeah. I just think that's what happened. But then you shouldn't have said the fans were deciding.
1: Oh, but that's because I didn't. <laughs> and continue. Debatable.
0: All right. The PDGA and the Disc Golf Pro Tour restricted transgender women from competing in 2023. Um, the PDGA came out with their rules and then the Pro Tour came out and basically aligned with certain certain rules. Um we talked about this on debate night some, but this obviously came out after Grip Locked, and then a lot has come out since debate night. Um, so yeah. we're just going to quickly, I'll quickly go over what the PDGA laid out. We'll talk about it a little bit, talk about kind of what's happened since then, and um, cover it for you. Yes, yeah, so the PDGA board voted four, four, so the number four, four, and three against the following policy. The votes for were Nate Heinold, Wilbur Wallace, David Schreff, and George Hungerford, and against was Leah Sinegeni, Laura Na- Noctegal, Conrad Damon. So that's the for and against vote that came Dang. out during the... Um,
1: I didn't hear about that. The
0: PDGA puts out their, like, board minutes mm-hmm. the day after, I believe, and World picked it up Dang. and put that out. Um, so for PDJ, this is the policy they voted uh, that got passed. For PDGA amateur majors, pro, master majors, and all other PDJ sanctioned at A-tier level and below, the requirements regarding a player's level of testosterone have been lowered from under 10, uh, I believe this was, I wrote it down lower, and I already forgot what, nanomoles per liter, 10 nanomoles per liter for one year to under two nanomoles per liter for two years, so from under 10 to under two, and from one year to two year, so that's the testing guidelines there, and then players are only eligible to compete in the gender-based FPO division at PDGA Pro Majors, so Champions Cup, DGC, European Open, and Pro Worlds, if they began medical transition during Tanner stage two or before the age of 12, whichever is later. So realistically, the age of 12, a player must also continuously maintain a total testosterone level in serum below two nanomoles per liter. Organizations that are specifically designated by the PDGA under terms of explicit agreement to run elite series tours may use any subset of the eligibility criteria above at their events. Application of the chosen criteria must comport with the terms of the agreement with the PDGA. And the pro tour came out and said they're going with the major level um, regulations. So players must begin a medical transition during Tanner stage two or before the age of 12, whichever is later, and maintain that below the the 2.0 nanomoles per liter. Uh, I've seen some valid questions raised regarding this ruling. Uh, Two specifically that I've seen First, the people are questioning where they came up with the under two nanomoles per liter level um because a quick Google search will show you that a women's a woman's standard testosterone level is from point five to two point four nanomoles per liter. so people are basically saying like two point four would have made sense mm-hmm. the, the top end of like a standard testosterone level but what, right. where did two come from? yeah um I haven't really seen an answer to that as to that where where two came from um but point five to two point four is what's considered. Normal and that like if you Google it, it literally is one of those like Google suggested answers where you don't have to click on anything to find that very Mm. easy to find. um And my personal question, I even asked this on debate night, and I I've seen this asked elsewhere, is why are there two different standards? Like, why is there a standard for the M, M majors, A tier and below events, and Masters majors than there is for Pro Tour majors? Because if the PDJ feels the only way to make it fair is for a player to have begun transitioning before the age of 12 then why have the testosterone level be a factor in non-major amateur events and pro tour events Mm -hmm. but if the testosterone level is what makes it fair then why bring in the transition rule yeah that one
1: doesn't make sense to me either yeah it is weird i I, it almost feel it feels like a cop-out but like when you're it feels like a oh but you know you can still do this type thing but if you're gonna make that ruling like you got it yeah i think you have to follow through with it because you're basically saying like if okay, if what you're saying is we decided that this there was an unfair advantage, so we were protecting the majors and the Pro Tour follow suit. What you're basically saying is it's unfair, so we're protecting our high events, but the lower events we don't they care can, about. Yeah, them. we don't care about you. Like you can still yeah. you can still lose somebody with an advantage. That's basically what they just said. So yeah. that that is very odd.
0: Either that, or they're saying, well, this gets rid of the advantage, but we're just gonna be like. Super sure in the pro, t- and I think this is why we'll read, we'll talk about it in a second. I think that's kind of where Natalie Ryan has come out saying that she thinks that she's being targeted by this. Yeah, I think it's because the, the split decision there, right? Because, like, to me, if I'm an amp like a uh, player in an amateur major, that's still a major. A player in a pro master major, it doesn't feel yeah. less important to them than. Like, maybe if a player like Valerie Mandahana, who's won junior majors, AM majors, and now is competing at FPO Worlds, like, sure, I'm sure to her, FPO Worlds feels like a bigger deal, but when she was at an AM major, or Gannon Burr, when he was winning junior worlds, that major was the biggest deal to them on the face of the earth. Just because it doesn't get as much media coverage or fanfare in disc golf doesn't mean to the players in it, it's not a huge deal. And it's
1: probably, it probably, too, it might have been less about a cop-out and more of a, like... Oh well, the logistics and resources to like actually enforce this is going to be so hard on that scale. But like, it doesn't matter. Well, you the still-
0: logistics and resources we still haven't seen the PDJ enforce on any scale.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: So that's still the question too. Is a lot of people were like, okay, so now like, a people are calling them out on the process behind it, right? Of like how they got to this decision. Uh, And then B, they're like, okay, now that you've made this decision, are you going to invest the money to be testing for substances? And if you are testing for substances, because essentially the testosterone level would be a substance. Like, What else are we testing for? If you're now opening that can of worms up, what else are you testing for? Because what I think this should also bring into question is what happens if you have someone in FPO division just taking testosterone?
1: Yeah. Or like what? does
0: that is that also well, now being brought into uh, the what equation? If, what if
1: half the fields on steroids? Like we don't know. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Is like right now. I think hopefully even if you're even if you're like like if you're on any type of steroids in any division right now, that's allowed because yeah. there's no testing. My eye th- is killing. Me.
1: I think that drug testing needs to be a part of the PDGA now. What is going to be on the banned substance list? Whatever. Like I'm sure there's a lot of discussion that needs to be had, and and that's not really what we're talking about. But I think that drug testing needs to be a part of the sport because. It it's just part of the ethics of the sport, I think, and and if we're already going to kind of get things rolling with this, and there's going to have to be testing involved, I'm sure, um, then we might as well, you know, figure out, yeah, so, like like you just have some, you know, just random drug testing and and figure out a banned substance. and like, and you know, you have to have the players, you know, even you're not testing everybody every week, right? That's not how testing no. in sports works. You're picking random players, and so that every player in the league knows that they could be subject to a random drug test. Um, and therefore, that will discourage them uh, if they were taking a banned substance. Because, like, who knows? Like, you literally could have... I mean, I would I would doubt it. I very, I very much doubt that anybody is taking, you know, HGH, you know, any kind of embolic steroid. But it could be happening. Who knows? Some guy You know? I'm not going to put any names in there because, like, that's not fair. But, like, you know, I could be out there on tour right now on roids just throwing further than I ever could. And a big thing about steroids it has a lot less to do a lot of times with power and with recovery time. Yeah. Um, so like, who knows, you know, it would be good for the sport. It can't be bad to have the, drug well, I think testing.
0: the tough part is it's going to be very expensive to do. Right. And, but I think the PDJ has kind of backed themselves into a corner now because yeah. like with this rule and what they've done, they have to have drug testing. Essentially part of the there's sport, no way yeah. around it with this rule. You have to open that can of worms. Right. And once you open it, might as well fully open
1: It's just part of having a professional. Um,
0: sport. now from the research, the PDJ cited, uh, my from I can I'm only looking at what the PDGA's article cited. From what they cited, it seems like the right decision was made, uh, in my opinion. But they've had a lot of people questioning the science that they used and the process they went about coming to this decision. Mm. So people have been questioning the process, the process they went through, and what they showed us of the process makes the decision make sense. But if the process was broken or the science they used is broken, then obviously the decision wouldn't make sense. Um, but that's kind of where it's at. I mean, it was definitely. I said this on debate night, and I'll say it again. It was a uh, lose-lose situation with the PDGA, I think, well, in a lot of yeah. cases. And,
1: and, and here's the thing is, like, does it, there are people that want a certain answer and people who wanted another answer, and no matter what decision you reach, there's always going to be questions if you didn't get the answer you wanted. Like yeah. that's, that's the bottom line. No matter, matter what process they use realistically – if you didn't get the answer you wanted, you're going to question the process. Absolutely. So, um, it would be the flip side. It would be the flip side if the decision had gone the other way, Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, now, pros since have been relatively silent, which I don't think is a huge shock considering the decision that was no. made and that the PDGA survey showed that 80% of touring FPO players anonymously said they were against transgender women competing with other women in disc golf. Um, Natalie Ryan, however, has been outspoken against this decision. Uh, it, i mean realistically it's changed the course of her entire life um yeah, because sure. she was she was in a place where next season she was probably going to bring in between sponsorship revenue t- tournament earnings all of that i mean realistically probably over six figures
1: yeah so she she could have been a, a six-figure player yeah, for she sure. was
0: she was primed and in position to be one of the top fpo players of next season mm-hmm. um and obviously now unless something goes through with you know what she's trying to do she won't be an FPO player next season. She won't be able to play on the FPO tour. So that is a obviously a very, very tough moment. Um, I I have I can't. I mean, I, I would love to say I can sympathize and understand where she's coming from. I have there's no way to put myself in those shoes because I have I have no idea what she's going through. That's got to suck so bad. I have no way to know that. But she told Ultra World. She said trans participation wasn't a problem until I was successful. That is a very true statement. But. Whoever was successful first, that was going to be. Yeah, sure it was always about. going to be. The it, case. We we even talked about. I don't know if we said it on debate night or grip where we said it, but
1: before, as
0: soon as someone started winning, right, that was when it was going to be a problem. Right. Because if you, it's the same thing of like if it, in the pro tour, it, until someone starts winning on steroids, right. it's not going to be a problem.
1: And it, yeah, it doesn't because it's not. It doesn't mean your winning didn't change the ethics of the situation. It made it to where it was a non-ignorable thing anymore like yeah. the pdga probably always knew that something was gonna have to be addressed but it became you could not get it out of yeah, the yeah it's anymore.
0: the exact same thing with banned substances like if right. a pro came out and was like just so obvious and like hey here's my list of like the, the taking, liver yeah. king diagnosis right. right of like this is what i'm taking right and then they go out and just pop off and win everything It it forces the PDGA's hand. Yeah. That's essentially what's happened. But that statement's very true. Trans participation wasn't a problem until I was successful. I feel broken in the wake of these announcements, but one thing is clear to me the decision was to force me off tour, not to make it more fair. The research they used to justify this is a joke, and the fact that they used public opinion to make policy is downright lazy at best. I'll prove their short sighted hatred in court. So, Mm. Natalie Ryan is planning on taking the PDGA to court, I believe, a civil lawsuit. Um, she started a GoFundMe to fight the policy and obviously to pick, cover like legal fees and stuff, and has raised over ten thousand dollars so far as of this morning uh, of her twenty thousand dollar goal. Um,
1: I think you need a scorecard. Yeah, Connie's uh, scorecard. <laughs> Quick, I I'll, um I'll comment. Yeah, I so I think that uh with this her obviously she's heated like she's in a a spot where you know who wouldn't be, but you know saying that. The decision was to force me off the tour, not to make it more fair. Um, I don't really agree with that because I think they forced were forcing me off tour to make it fair. Well, I think the tough um, the tough that part was, that was the issue, and it, it's another one of those things where, like we said before, you being the first person, the first uh, transgendered individual to be successful was always going to have you're always going to have a target on your back mm-hmm. because you you raise um, the question, you basically bring bring it to attention. Um, now, like, I I would, and also, I don't know, uh, I looked at the research. It sure seemed credible, but obviously, I'm not an expert on the science behind this. So, you know, we'll see what happens. My thing is, and this is what I kind of said when, I, when she, I saw that she was pursuing um, action in court. The, obviously, the Swimming Federation did a similar thing uh, with the Leah Thomas situation. And as far as my knowledge goes, that has not been reversed. Uh, I think I would have heard about that one, um, and it and that obviously swimming is a much bigger and grander and more publicized sport, and that issue is very publicized. So if that decision hasn't been reversed in court. That's where I have a hard time believing um, that this one will be. However, I you know there it I don't know because like the PDJ is also well the difference is, is was, private.
0: Was Leah Thomas did it have anything to do with her livelihood?
1: Yeah, she yeah. was a NCAA swimmer, I right? Believe. So this is—I like, so don't it, know if it's, that a, its a discrimination thing, and it'll be because like courts. The thing about a, a court is like if you take this case to court, they're not going to care about the grand picture. What will happen? Like if, if I would imagine what happened is what the, the PDGA—they would the court would look at this individual, what the research the PDGA gathered in this dis, individual decision, and then the decision they reached. And they're not gonna like they're not gonna say well PDGA bring more research to back up your decision they're only gonna look at the decision that was made based on the research that was presented um, and if they decide that that was not just the PDGA could still gather more research and make another decision in that they that they well really made. it depends
0: on what court it ends up in yeah because it depends on how what what the decision ends up being but it'll be interesting I don't know. to see fascinating um, again I think the the thing of this decision was to force me off tour not make it more fair. Where I again have to I'm not necessarily sigh, but I can understand where she's coming from is that there is two different standards of yeah. like why it yeah. I, can un, I can fully understand where looking that at is this, the if thing. I was in her shoes, I would think the same thing because why would the PDGA have a different standard for the Pro Tour, what I'm playing on, than if I went to A tiers or if I was an AM yeah. or if I was in Pro Masters? That is weird. I don't understand that at all. I think that was
1: a mistake I, on the PDGA's part, for I, sure.
0: Yeah, and I don't get.
1: I don't. I just don't understand it because yeah. I don't
0: like, get where it comes. I'm trying to understand where it, like where the logic the would public, even be behind the it. The public
1: uh, reception to the decision, I don't think, would have changed one bit had they decided it straight through.
0: Realistically, it probably would have been better because then you right. wouldn't have had questions. Right. So that the PDGA just left a bunch of questions. That was, on the table. A, that
1: was a very odd one. Um, yeah. That'll come back to bite. Now me in her, that, that might be her best case, honestly.
0: Yeah. In her GoFundMe uh, description, I don't think she had the best word choices at some point. Um, you can go to GoFundMe and find it and read it. Uh, I just, there's two quotes specifically I wanted to pull out just because I, didn't, I was kind of surprised by what she said. I think, I think this was written in the heat of the moment, and there was a lot of emotions going on, and she probably either A, didn't mean it, or I have no idea, but these are the quotes. The reality is that I'm not all that great, but I am good enough to win. And that alone scared people into believing I was some monster. Now, that quote to me, just from the outside looking in, is essentially what this whole case, the whole GoFundMe is for, is to essentially challenge that, that she, Natalie Ryan, has any advantage, or transgender women in general have any advantage over the FPO field. Right. If I were to ask Kristen Tatar or Paige Pierce or someone else at the top FPO, I would imagine they would, they would think they're pretty good at disc golf
1: yeah it is weird to say that i'm not to that say great.
0: that i'm not that great but i'm good enough to win i think that really like if you're trying to prove that there's not an advantage i don't think that line helps the case
1: i'm not yeah um interesting.
0: I, I did not think that was the best case where and then immediately following that sentence was some of my fellow competitors decided they would they wouldn't work on their games and improve themselves but instead tear me down because their games weren't complete so now so
1: then she claims she is the best
0: well, also, I think she's, to me, she, this is the claiming of, like, basically saying the FPO field isn't willing to work to, to compete with me. So, if, if this all goes through and Natalie Ryan is brought back to the FPO tour, I mean, this is going to be quite a story. She has enemies. Because she is now, there, obviously, there was already a target on her back. 80% of touring FPO players anonymously said they were against it. But now, she's called them all out.
1: Yeah, that. and around
0: not even really a roundabout way because no, she basically pretty, just pretty said pretty y'all direct. aren't really willing to work on your own games and improve yourself, which I mean I again I I don't I want to this is more than likely this this GoFundMe went up pretty quick this was more than likely written in a very emotional state because her whole livelihood was just taken from her, mm-hmm. so I don't want to read into it too much. But those two sentences back to back, I read when I was reading through the GoFundMe description, I was like, I don't I I don't like those. I don't like those two those two sentences those word choices. Yeah, well, um,
1: it really the the thing is like if you wanted to handle this the most professionally and, and with your best chances, you really shouldn't say anything until you have a lawyer behind you. Because like that, I I'm not an expert in anything legal. I took one kind of law class, <laughs> but if you. um what I do know is when something like this happens, a decision goes against you. The last thing you want to do is get, get emotional and start writing things down like that because it can all be used against you in court. And I have no idea what kind of court this will end up in, but like things like that are stuff that, that judges and juries probably won't like to hear.
0: Yeah. It'll definitely be interesting to see where this goes. It'll uh, be very interesting to see. I don't know
1: how it'll be tried. And I also don't even know what they're going to be suing for. I'm sure it'll be some kind of discrimination. Um, and they'll probably sue for damages of like what she could have made in a season or whatever oh, yeah. if she's not allowed to play. So it, it could be interesting.
0: It'll, it'll definitely be something that... I, <laughs> we said this on debate night, and I'm sure this is still true. This is far from the last we'll hear of this, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And as we continue to hear more about it, and as this eventually goes to court, if it continues that direction, then we'll try to keep you updated as much as possible um, throughout Natalie, it
1: all. Natalie Ryan v. the PDGA.
0: Yeah. That, uh, Natalie Ryan, I mean... Very, very, very tough situation to be in. There's no no way, no way around it. But it, she did on Instagram seem to know for quite a while this decision was coming. She hinted at it multiple times. I yeah, guess she well, must have had some type of inside source. Um, probably the people from the board. Yeah, that was. It, she seemed to know for quite a while this was coming. Um, with a lot of her posts, she also even went and spoke in front at the board summit. And she said that when she walked in the room, it was obvious the decision was already made. Like, that she, she was basically talking to a that's crowd That's funny that was though,
1: already because sided. it went 4-3. Like, clearly, there was... Well,
0: I think, I think what it ended up being is that the four that voted for, you weren't changing their mind. I and the three so. that voted against, you weren't changing their mind.
1: It might have been that way. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm assuming that's kind of what she was saying. Is like, it was one of those situations where it was like... Like, the PDJ said that's it took probably like 11 the, hours or something the, of deliberation. But it was probably 11 hours of just like, trying to figure out the policy I'm, I'm betting that's where this two standards came in is they tried to instead of coming up with something because they weren't going to come up with something where everyone agreed to pass it so instead they tried to come up with something where like the people who are voting against like okay well what would make you comfortable if we like how how when it was like well no set the policy and then vote yeah and if it ends up being four against and three four then it doesn't pass that but must, like that, that the, the must have been split one of the there. craziest
1: votes to be like in pdga history to be a part of like uh, to be that would have been crazy
0: yeah i'm very i'm very curious to see where this goes i definitely think that natalie ryan's biggest argument point is the two different yeah, things that's, because that, that just to me that shows that the pdga like there's I, that i i'm obviously no doctor or scientist or anything like that but like you can read it both ways. If this is good enough for amateur majors, pro majors, and all PDJ sanctioned events, why isn't it good enough for and that's but, FPO at, at yeah. Pro Tour and or vice versa? If your top most important divisions are under this standard, then are you just saying right. that amateur pro- majors, A tiers, and stuff like that just aren't? And the as problem is
1: events? the problem is like if if but if she sues on if she's able to win a case on that, then in my mind the PDJ would still be able to just restructure their policies. Uh, policy and re-implement it like she's going to have to get she's going to have to win a case with precedent based off of like legitimate discrimination and like have the court say that it it she should be allowed to play like not based on policy but based on science i feel like for pdga to never be able to just re-implement the policy in a different way like that's that, the only thing that blocks that.
0: Yeah, it'll definitely be very interesting. I have no I'm and like that's I have like, no idea like, how law
1: I, I'd have to I have to look and see if there's been cases regarding the swimming federation because if there is, then that means there's already legal precedent. And if there's legal precedent, if that's already gone to court and there's already precedent saying that that it that it will stand for the right reasons then like I'm, I'm going to do a quick it could Google. be an uphill battle. Swimming Federation lawsuit. I'm I'm sure somebody tried to sue. I'm going
0: to just google it really quick and see.
1: This is when June June of that they 2022.
0: Made the June, yeah. So nothing's probably made it to court. Um I don't see the ban was challenged in a Utah lawsuit. But I don't know if it went. This was June 1st. Mhm. yeah i don't I don't see where um if a decision was made or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know there's definitely something to look into and definitely something to keep our eyes on. but on to a little bit of a more fun topic, a little Trevor's trivia, what do you got this week?
1: All right, so this week, kind of some geography kind of not um, basically there are let's see here there are sixty different countries that have at least one disc golf course okay. Um, the timer it gives you is 15 minutes, but obviously we're not going to do that. So we're going to do, you set the timer, you set it for, set a timer for three minutes. We'll do three minutes. I think like that'll be a good amount of time. Um, now there are, let's see, quite a few countries that only have like less, five or less courses. I would say like half of these have like five or less, There's so sixty. Th- so it's going to be tough, but there's 60 countries on here on your mark. Set, Go.
0: Uh, USA, Canada, Mexico, um Finland, China. It's China a country, definitely. China
1: does not have one.
0: China doesn't have a disc golf course.
1: According to this list,
0: bull crap. No shot. All of China doesn't have a single disc golf course.
1: It says it's That's what this list says. We'll, we can no, full fact, well, check okay. we'll okay. fact check it. Fact check it.
0: Zambia. No, there's one there. I put it in. Yeah,
1: so it's um, on there. They have the Zambia one, so I Zimbabwe. would think they would have it. <laughs> Zimbabwe. I feel like I heard of a course going in there. How do you spell that?
0: Z- I'm not trying to spell on Levin there. He almost got me. Um, okay, okay. We need to go more European countries, Hunter. How do you spell Zimbabwe? Uh, France.
1: France, yes. Italy. Yes.
0: Russia has to have one. I
1: don't, yeah. Surely. Apparently.
0: Um... <laughs> there's so many european countries that i am just offending estonia by not knowing what they are mm-hmm. uh yeah. iceland definitely has one um,
1: yeah 51 of them
0: um is antarctica a, con- a country or just a continent because I, I know they have a course
1: i think it might be both no it's not on here
0: i've seen and it, 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 uh and i about posted whose territory it. is that though
1: i don't know that's the probably story. no one's <laughs> Um I don't know who's
0: Alright, we gotta find some more European countries. There's a lot more in there. The Netherlands. That's a country, right?
1: Yeah, they got, they got
0: some. Um we gotta go. Colombia has one.
1: It's not on here yet. Must not. The Paul and Beth Foundation just put it in. I mean, in.
0: can we just stop this timer? It just because they
1: just we, put that in.
0: We'll count it. We'll count it. But China also. There's, well we'll there's, have to fact check
1: that. We'll have to fact uh, check Japan. That. There you go. I was waiting for you to get that one. South Korea we will definitely fact check
0: I mean if there's not a course in all of China what are we doing
1: that would be crazy
0: um what haven't I named what haven't I named there's so many in
1: Europe you only got one of the Scandinavian countries yeah
0: well I suck at that because like I just call it Scandinavia there's Uh, three of them I got Estonia and
1: Finland. Well, well Estonia is not technically the one of the Scandinavian countries. Does Romania have a course? Is no, neither is the Netherlands. But
0: does Romania have a course?
1: Yeah, it does. Um, also not Scandinavian. I know. There's like this. I'm three, not good at geography. There's like three big like yeah, I got fingers. Italy, I guess England. No. <laughs> is that what you're
0: trying to get me? What are you talking about?
1: In Scandinavia, England bro. I is don't correct. know
0: where Scandinavia mm-hmm. is. Finland
1: is next to two other like big countries. That's the, there's two other ones in Scandinavia.
0: How are you supposed to know that?
1: The other one's next to Finland.
0: I don't know. Okay. Estonia is the only one I know over there.
1: Okay. That's fair. Time's about to run out.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm searching China.
1: <laughs> it's uh, Sweden and Norway. I didn't say Sweden? No. You didn't.
0: I think At one point, I think I said Swedish. <laughs> talking about something.
1: <laughs> I got to look at how he spells in Zimbabwe as well. All right.
0: Disc off course in China. Uh, should I just go disk Just go courses? Oh,
1: okay. I did spell it correctly and it's not. doesn't have one. Yeah, see so you got fifteen, but we'll give you sixteen for Columbia. And yeah, there's we- courses in China.
0: All over. There's one literally in Beijing. There's two in Chengdu. I
1: don't know what to tell you, man. These, these people didn't think. Well then always... then
0: I think the whole list is invalid. Maybe. Look, there's like 20 courses in Shanghai.
1: Well we'll give you the we'll give you the point for, for China. I'm yeah. All I'm, right, well I'm, now I'm, I've got to go over what did I say, Zimbabwe? I'm a little bit appalled for sure with the list.
0: Oh, I didn't say Australia.
1: It was last updated in April of this year, so. I, says, uh, I think they're pushing an it agenda. It says all the countries listed have at least one disc golf course viewable on discgolfcoursereview.com. Wow, why, oh, well, why, why are, you, are they using why that? Why are you using DGCR, man? Give me the time. All times. right. Well, no
0: wonder I did so bad.
1: Well, you only.
0: I only have. I only have. You uh, only
1: missed out on two. No.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, South Africa. How'd I miss that one? There's is Africa a country?
1: We have to figure that out, too. Zimbabwe. Is
0: Antarctica. Where is the line? There is no course in
1: Zimbabwe. Antarctica does not have a unique con- is a unique continent in that it does not have a native population. There's no countries in Antarctica, although seven nations claim parts of it: New Zealand, Australia, France. So,
0: there's not a course in Zimbabwe.
1: Okay, well, I'll give you the one for Colombia and China, and that puts you at seventeen. You got seventeen.
0: Yeah, but we also have to factor in the amount of time. I, I stood bewildered that they didn't have China. on I
1: mean, that's your fault. You no. just got. Oh well, no, in it's Disc
0: Golf it. Course Review's fault.
1: That is true. DGCR, man.
0: I think we just out. rolls
1: them. off the tongue though. Dgcr,
0: a lot better than U U disk.
1: U disk. U disk.
0: <laughs> Dg disk off course does, review. Does
1: Dgcr even have an app? I don't know if they ever no, got one. I don't think so. I used to use that because I used to like put my you could put like, your bag in there. Back sick. in the
0: day, I think they they had like a score. Key See,
1: Dgcr thing. was like they were. They, they actually kind of had a social platform to it, and I, I remember asking the U disk guy if they would ever kind of get to that point, and he said they didn't think that they would.
0: They had everything they needed to be U disk prior to U
1: Except for... They
0: just didn't adapt. They
1: didn't build an app, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They just didn't adapt. And the course mapping that UDisc has is pretty insane.
0: But did they have that when they first launched?
1: That was, like, the point. But they did it for just Minnesota. Yeah. But that, that, was, that was, like, the point of the app was course mapping.
0: But I'm saying, Disc Golf Course Review, like, they had all the, the info. They just need to build an app.
1: It had it all there. The database was there. Like, I mean, we you know, had, the owner of Disc Golf Course has got to be kicking himself. That's the thing. But, yeah, I mean, they probably just weren't, like ridiculously good app developers like the Disc guys were that's what they did
0: you just had to hire someone coulda shoulda woulda yeah woulda shoulda coulda you know
1: yeah
0: uh, a little off-season player tracking a lot went down this past week uh we had anthony barella the big dog announcing he is leaving innova
1: makes me very sad
0: uh we also had scott withers announced he's leaving discraft
1: like good luck finding another disc that handles that man's speed man
0: and james proctor has also announced he's leaving innova uh, what do you feel like? So this year, I feel like a lot more than previous years. We've seen a lot more players announce they're leaving, and then just leave us waiting before they announce where they're going.
1: That is weird. What do you
0: like of that? Do you like that model? or You don't like that model? I kind of like it. Yeah, well, because no. I feel like it generates more hype. Because like right now, we're gonna be t- we're gonna talk about where is James Proctor going?
1: Well, oh yeah. From, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, it's a, it's a no brainer. You definitely want a gap in there. Now it is interesting because. Last week we were talking about the whole contract and like when they run type thing and and people were because the point was the Lone Star guy Josh was making was that like they run January to the end of the year and so why would a player be able to announce they're leaving a company?
0: Well, because he was saying that players were saying they can't even talk to people. That was what you were saying. Yeah, I don't. Which know. that's just not true. I, I, I either either he misspoke or. Something happened because, like,
1: yeah, I think you got finesse. Most
0: of these contracts are being signed well before the end of the year. Actually, all of them that I know of are being signed well before. I mean, they've even signed people that they're announcing in January. So they're even there doing negotiating.
1: Listen, man, don't shoot the messenger.
0: I understand. Um, but I kind of like it. I like it because it generates hype where there might not pre- otherwise be hype. I think it's similar to like the leak strategy.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'd much rather have it happen because if it doesn't happen this way, we're not going to hear anything until January. And, like, at least yeah. this way we get some news. Well,
0: like, last year, Matty O, if you remember, Westside posted. Or, no, oh, Prodigy posted thanking Matty and said, I hope you enjoy your time at Westside, basically.
1: That was savage, dude. They had to know what they were Surely. doing. Surely, Someone savage. knew.
0: Someone knew. But, like, that was a pretty common thing previously is, like, the post was, like, AB's post would have been, let's say he's going to Discraft. His post would have been, like, Super excited to announce for 2023 that I'll be representing Discraft. It would have been like one hype moment. Versus now we have, he's leaving Innova, and who I mean, knows... I will,
1: I will say, though, it would have been an absolute bomb, an absolute take quake yeah. if that thing would have just But like now like we that. have a few weeks, like Paige Shoe is still a storyline
0: because we still don't know where she's going to end up.
1: It's. I mean, it's way better for player marketing, for sure, because like now... I think I'm, it depends on your tier. Because you, I
0: don't know, I might flip it, because A, B...
1: It doesn't depend on your tier, though, because if you pick the right time, because we're out here going to be talking about Scott Withers. That's
0: what I'm saying. It depends on tier. Cause like AB is a storyline regardless. Yeah. So if AB just comes out and announces Sorry, he's going Scott, to Disgrace, he's a big hype. <laughs> Scott Withers and like, James Proctor, like they're nowhere near as big storylines. Like if James Proctor came Proctor out, Proctor had a few good events. Sure. But he's not, fairness. he's still not going to tour as far as I know. He's, he said before he just loves his job too much. Basically. Yeah. Quit man. Um, <laughs> I think he's like a special ed teacher. So all right. You gotta stay. Yeah. Um, but
1: no, that's, that's Scott Withers. Out, I thought,
0: no, I'm pretty sure it's James Proctor.
1: What does Scott Withers do? Plays disc golf, man. No, I thought he did something like kind of humanitarian too. That was he really might. cool. I don't know. So, Pacific Northwest guys love you, Scott.
0: Um, but them both this has generated more hype than just an announcement would. Like, if James Proctor just came out and said he's going to DD yeah. next season, like, yeah, it's a talking point,
1: yeah, it's but like there's it's two not, acts to the play here.
0: versus Anthony Barella it might have made bigger news if he just dropped the bomb on people of like yeah. boom, this I'm just out of nowhere. Like you you don't even it's Here's not even on your say. radar that he's leaving Innova like, and then boom. Yeah,
1: I would say it's like if you're a big enough player and you have years left on your contract where nobody thinks you're a free agent, then maybe you just go for and the just bomb send drop. It. Crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, where do you think they all end up? Let's do some let's do some speculation here. AB, let's start with him, the big dog, the big fish in the pond right now. I got to say I think he's going discraft. Yeah. I think it makes the most sense.
1: I would say he's either going to Discraft or he is going to Latitude 64. Because mm. I just think they have money.
0: Imagine how far you could throw if you went gyro.
1: Dude, imagine. I would say that Withers...
0: Where's the least likely place? Let's stick on AB for a second. Where's AB, the least likely place least so he likely
1: <laughs> this is high I end up in a putter bet. Uh, least likely place that AB, within reason... Um Innova. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Least likely I would say is prodigy probably, just because I think they've got their hands full with young talent. So, well, and, like, I can almost see it. I can almost see them unless they're like buying in on that. But like, I just feel like they have so much money they're gonna have to spend. Yeah, because I have a I have a hunch that Gannon Burr is going to sign a massive extension this offseason. season. I think, this is when he should. Yeah, I think the man is going to get the bag. Yeah, and it, he, and he it better him. happen now, or else he's gonna get tossed out. Because to next market. season, next yeah. season it's gonna be everyone's gonna be talking. Everyone's prodigy, probably already talking. Yeah, to him. if you're a prodigy, you better lock that dude down.
0: Um, no, I agree. I think. I could see AB going prodigy. Uh, I think least likely place for AB I mean, to end to up is L- L- Dynamic Discs.
1: Uh, yeah, I, would.
0: I mean they already got their money tied up and Fair stuff. Enough. He's good friends with Drew Gibson, who left Dynamic and then told everyone the discs were too flippy. So I feel like if you're AB, you're yeah, probably you not going go there. Dynamic. Um,
1: you know that is BS, dude. You're you're throwing adder things. aren't gonna flip.
0: <laughs> um, I I for some reason I just feel I feel like AB is going to Discraft.
1: Yeah, I would. I think so too.
0: Uh, and you know, discraft's gonna have a dirty team. Hamis, Ab, Paul, Dickerson, Corey Ellis, Brody Smith. Yeah, their team's gross. list goes on and on. Their That's a gross. filthy team. Minus Scott Withers. Minus Scott Withers. Minus Scott Withers. Where is Scott Withers going? InnovA. I don't think he's gonna be sponsored. I think he's either going infinite disc route or. Someone responded something. It's like he's tied to like resistance who resists this just sells discraft in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Oh,
0: and um, so someone commented something. They he said, oh, so he's done with resistance. And then someone responded something and then deleted it and said, actually, I should let them drop their own news.
1: So maybe it's just a retail deal.
0: So maybe it's a what I'm wondering is like maybe it's a retail deal and maybe resistance is like able to carry all brands in their pro shop up there or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was saying
1: retail deal like resistance discs. That's what I'm
0: saying. Yeah. yeah, Like it it goes there. Yeah. Because it, well, if he's currently with them, he would just stay with discraft because resistance only carries discraft right now. Facts. So that's what I'm saying. Like for a change to happen, or he signs like an (laughs) infinite deal. Maybe he got dropped. He could sign like an infinite deal. That's also a possibility too. he just got dropped. Maybe he just got, well, I feel like he wouldn't post on his own, but he's leaving. People be savages. Uh, James Proctor. Where's he ended up? James. I mean, they could just be the old swapperoo. He goes to Discraft, replaces Scott Withers.
1: No, I would say MVP. He's
0: he's been with... D. No, he hasn't been with DD before. I could see him with DD.
1: MVP, baby. Double James.
0: That also would work. For some reason, James Proctor, DD just feels right.
1: See, I'm the same way with MVP. When I say James Proctor plays for MVP, it's like he's already been there for 15 years in my mind.
0: Has he ever played for DD before?
1: I don't
0: know. No, because he won college nationals and he did it in the bag and it was an Innova in the bag. Way back. But, like, I feel like he's been with Dynamic Discs. Remember how fun last off season was when you, like, search and Dynamic already had Ricky's website page up? And then they, like, tried to act like they didn't, so they just made play pages for, like, every pro out there? That was fun.
1: Um, hey, that was... What? You don't remember that? No.
0: How do you not remember that? I,
1: I like must someone, have been gone for that episode of Grip Griplot. They
0: they sent us a link of, like, how they knew Ricky was going to DD, and they had already had his. I think I
1: remember that part, but I don't remember the part of them making one for every pro. Yeah,
0: so they, well, they didn't do it for every single one, but after that, like originally just Ricky's <laughs> was like, would show you that it loaded. And then once they realized that they had messed up, then if you search like dynamicdisc.com slash Paul Macbeth, there was suddenly a page. And there was suddenly a page for like every pro because they tried covering it. Oh my gosh, it. that's so funny. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, I just was thinking that when I was searching James Proctor Dynamic Disc, if like, a blank page popped up just be like well is this from last year when they made them all or is this this year i don't know i just feel like dd makes sense for for proctor um and then i also had someone tweet at me extremely confident that emerson keith was going to lone star i quote tweeted him asked what the people thought of the move if it were to happen and he deleted his tweet after i quote tweeted and then also responded to my tweet claiming that his tweet was reported his original tweet
1: Whoa. So who
0: knows what the heck happened, but Lone Star has been teasing that come uh, come January, they've got some names dropping, some some uh, new people coming. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, they've teased that on Twitter a bunch, and th- Emerson Keith, this guy said, like, if you have any questions on how I know this, my DMs are open. I didn't DM him.
1: Emerson said that.
0: No, this guy who tweeted me.
1: Oh, and how he knows? It. So he yeah. thinks he has a leak.
0: He basically is like, I he was he was willing to like Listen, guarantee Emerson I, was going to Lone Star. I don't know
1: anything. I talked to Lone Star guy. I don't. I, know I think
0: I think Emerson to Lone Star would make sense because Texas, Texas based brand. guy, Texas based brand. Emerson Keith, he's he's a similar vibe of Nico, where I think you can get a very solid player at a discounted rate because Emerson hasn't had that great of a year of recently. He had that run in twenty nineteen Worlds, was it? Mm. Yeah, the Peoria Worlds. Yeah, uh, and Emerson can be good. He as got as a best. solid deal with Latitude the next year. That that deal is up this year, so he is a free agent. Mm. Lone Star could make sense for Emerson. I don't know how good he'd be with their discs. I'm trying to think of his, his play style, but
1: um, got, I mean their lineup is pretty balanced. I feel they, like.
0: they'll they'll probably. I'm sure with with Nico and chandler kramer and whoever else they end up signing in january that they keep teasing i'm sure they'll release some new molds next year too
1: yeah so
0: very very interesting they can to turn see. them
1: out fast that's for sure because they have their own cnc milling they can just they, they can just, just they can crank them out and they have all the material from the oil rig stuff if you want to know more about lone star i interviewed uh, josh Ho- josh hofstra
0: i was just checking the time to make sure we have a our memory card only has so much space on it. And I was like, "How close are we?" Uh,
1: that is, as a, a respect, we're, we're fine.
0: We're we've fine. We've got, we've got time to talk through this Ulti World fandom uh, yeah, this survey. Is, this, is actually, this
1: is actually this like survey. I feel like slipped under the cracks a little bit. This is fascinating. I so, can't, like, usually, this is the type of survey like we would immediately get a text from Brody about, like because it's so interesting. Yes, yeah, so this came out December. And I don't 15. think we did.
0: Which pros do we root for and against? Uh, so they sent out the survey. There's, you can actually find more details on the survey. How many people took it? And all that. And they're going to be releasing like a series of statistics from this survey they sent out. I can't wait. Um, but this one was just about like what people think of players. And so it shows essentially they did an average fandom score. So they had people rank of like they had every player and you could vote. Essentially, I want to say it was like, it was like one to one to ten. 10. Yeah. So ten you being you love nine? them. One being I guess you right. strongly dislike them. And they averaged their scores to create this fandom list right. of FPO and MPO players combined of how much people are beloved by the fans.
1: I think I think this list is, it is an interesting list. And you, if you look at it for yourself, um, like Kristen's the top name, right? Yeah. So the list is interesting um, because I don't necessarily... It doesn't reflect who are the most popular players. It reflects who are the most universally popular. And also, in that same sense, it's really who are the least polarizing players because to a certain extent, yeah. a certain extent because like, for instance, Kristen Tatar, who nobody's really rooting against a player like Kristen Tatar, right? She's very like quietly spoken, humble, like you're not going to like get that survey and be like, Oh yeah, I'm always rooting against Kristen. Maybe unless you're like the biggest page Pierce fan of all time, but even then, so like this list, you'll see a lot of like players, even like a Paul McBeth, who is obviously the most popular MPO player on the planet. He's further down the list because if you are, there are a lot of guys who are anti-Macbeth fans, even because he is so popular though, he probably, if you took this survey and there was a way to just calculate who has the most fans, well, there is, it's called Instagram followings, but, but, uh, like that's where, so that's where it's interesting is that you really get a, a view of like, who are the more polarizing players. Yeah. Well, so
0: there's a few few notes I found surprising. There are I some think, fascinating ones. I there. think the top people here, not surprising at all. You have Kristen Tatar, one. Simon Lazat two. Nate Sexton, yeah, three. Just like
1: likable. It's like the most likable players, basically.
0: Yeah, Calvin Heinberg, Matty O, Owen Scoggins, James Conrad, Man- Valimandajano. So that's like, you're, once you get to the Valimandajano line... Really, even the James Comrade and Owen Scoggins line, it starts to get a little bit more like... It's very even. They're clearly somewhat polarizing. Paul has a relatively high score. Paul's actually yeah. above Eagle and relatively high score.
1: Yeah. 7.29. He says so. It's such an overwhelming amount of fans. Um,
0: the surprising... Some of the surprising ones come at the bottom to me. So, towards the bottom, Gannon Burrs down here at 6.07. What? Yeah.
1: See that that's sh- that one shocks me because Gannon Burr is very quiet on the course. Yeah,
0: so Gannon Burr's down here. Ricky
1: Wysaki six point oh three. He's a little more polarizing. Like he's expressive. I can get that. To give you, uh, and there's the Paul fans all will vote against Ricky. To and give Bryce you a versa. little bit
0: of a like, okay, what does that really mean? Brody Smith's a five point nine six. Yeah,
1: Brody actually holds up pretty nice. In so the poll. <laughs> so Brody
0: and Isaac Robinson have basically the same score.
1: Yeah, that's another like. I think I think some players also get hurt by name. Uh, recognition because like Isaac Robinson if you follow disc golf passionately which I guess if you're taking this survey I'd hope you follow it decently but like Isaac Robinson what do you not like about that guy <laughs> I don't know I mean it, it, it's sport at the end of the day like I, I realized it is sports fandom it's not like yeah do you like him as a person yeah. so I I'd almost be curious like I really wish I wish I had that survey so I could have taken it and compare my results I guess Um because like and I, my, my opinion has changed a lot on certain players. Like, if you would ask asked me in 2016, like, Ricky Wysocki's getting a one. But, like, nowadays, I'd probably give him, like, a three or four. Because, like, I, I can kind of cheer on Ricky. Even though I still, I'm, I'm, like, a massive Ricky fan. Like, I can get behind Ricky. I might even give him a higher score. It might even be closer to a five. But, yeah, I'd be curious to know what I would even score people.
0: So, at the very bottom of the list, you find Sir Nico LaCastro. Not really a surprise <laughs> No there. shocker. But directly above him, you have Joel Freeman, 3.7. Nico had
1: a 3.2. I mean, that makes sense. Directly
0: above him, <laughs> Natalie Ryan. I
1: like Joel, but he the posts he makes on social media can be a can rub people the wrong way. Yeah, so
0: sure. then you go up to Natalie Ryan, and you go Adam Hammes, 5.08. A lot lower than I expected. Yeah. Um, and then some other ones. So Bradley Williams is right above Adam Hammes. That's an interesting one. Now, I think some of it guy. is like a lot of people have been around disc golf a long time. They might still have a but stigma also, around But I think,
1: also, I think, too, there's a lot of players like a Bradley Williams who are just probably getting a bunch of fives, just Well, five, 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 You can five, five, scroll down
0: five. here and see, because I think the next player is 100%, you're right, Emily Beach yeah. is next. And yeah. I think that's just a player that people, Andrew Fish, if you scroll down and look, he was a similar way. There's a lot of people that just like don't have an opinion right. on Fish. Uh, Drew Gibson, though, 564 So, if you go down here, you can actually see, like, the polarity of these players. Yeah, really,
1: I would just want to know, like, who has the most in, like, that one through three. So,
0: Nico, by far, most ones. mm -hmm. Almost 40% of people (laughs) voted one. Um, Isaac Robinson was getting a lot of fives. Joel you know, Freeman had a decent amount of ones. The most
1: interesting chart on here actually is who has the highest on the ends and the lowest in the middle. Like who has a valley? Like it looks like a half pipe. That's what you want to see because those are the guys that are... Brody most. Smith is
0: basically just consistent across.
1: That's interesting. I would expect him to be one of those half pipe
0: He guys. actually, his biggest ones is like around a six. There's no real half pipes.
1: That's interesting. So there's no, there really, that means there basically is no true you love hate them players in disc golf. According to, the, well, this survey is obviously a small sample. Yeah. But according Simon to the
0: survey... Simon has like 60%. 10s like 60% yeah. people nobody
1: there's no love them or hate them um there.
0: let me scroll so that's npo no no real love them or hate them a lot of like albert tam vino makala alden harris andrew fish bradley williams all those guys are getting heavy fives so that's why nicholas yeah, dude, Antla, Alden
1: harris man what a sweet guy that's why they're just getting and
0: isaac robinson
1: a lot of guys
0: just getting fives so that's kind of where they fall down there all those
1: project guys 10s
0: fpo we got kristen tatar she doesn't have her one, two, three, four are all zero percent. That's what I'm saying. Like, how can no you
1: hate Kristen's Zatar? Like, what would uh, she possibly have done to you?
0: Paige Pierce, Katrina Allen both just like level across pretty much. Um, trying to see if there's anyone surprising down here. Kona Pandas has like a little bit of a like middle spike. Like
1: Yeah. Nobody has that half pipe though. That's very Natalie interesting. Ryan
0: is the closest. She got a lot yeah. of ones and a lot of fives. Yeah. Not a lot of nines. So or she kind of has that. So he has a little bit of the half pipe, but not really. No one, no one has the U. There's no I like think, if you were to draw a line <laughs> chart on this, no one's making a
1: U. I want one of those. I want a job where, or like the stock analysis or analyst people do, where they like, they name the the data charts. They yeah. name the patterns. Like I want to be the guy that gets to name the patterns.
0: Name these people's <laughs> patterns. Well, so be like, very oh, curious, that's a yo-yo um,
1: right there. Get out, <laughs> get out with your money.
0: Oh, say, okay, so here's who is your favorite player? Question. FPO NPO. Oh. Uh, so this was asked to everyone. Number 1 was Simon Lazat, By uh, he beat he beat Paul by 37 votes.
1: Number people 2 will was be, Paul McBeth. You loving Simon. Number 3 was
0: Heimberg. 4 was Tatar, 5 was Wisaki, Eagle McMahon, Nate Sexton, James Conrad, Matty uh Kevin Jones, Owen Scoggins, Chris Dickerson, Barsby, Paige Pierce, Brody Smith. Barsby. I think that's everyone who got votes. Either that or they didn't show people below. Brody got 16 votes. So, they, didn't, they might not have shown people below. Mm. But, yeah. so that shows, like, the true, like, who's the most popular.
1: Don't underestimate Simon. Man is popular.
0: Simon is extru- Simon's a wagon.
1: He is a wagon.
0: Like, Simon to Heimberg, almost twice as popular.
1: One time grippy winner, too.
0: True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was a very fascinating little article, and I'm excited that to see what, cool. what UltiWorld does yeah. with the red. It was an UltiWorld StatMando collab.
1: StatMando, I'll tell you what, what StatMando has started making sporical quizzes.
0: Oh, have they? <laughs> yeah,
1: God bless them. I love StatMando. I'll do anything for StatMando. They didn't Mando. make the
0: one we did today, right? We're
1: going to do a StatMando collab on my putter bracket and talk about the data, the deep data.
0: The deep data. Yeah. All the voices that were silenced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dive deep into that. All right, well there you have it. That's the show. Hopefully you enjoyed. Uh comment down below what how you think we should how you think we should structure our putter punishment bracket. Like what should it how many videos would you want to see us have to putt with the punishment putter?
1: Yeah, and keep in mind that in most well, it depends on the video cuz like if it's like in most videos, it basically means you're gonna know who's gonna win before we go into it. You not necessarily.
0: Of, it depends on the putter.
1: You know it's gonna it get. You putter. know it like the the one's gonna get voted though is You make the blow fly. But and like, you're I, you're feel like I, on, I feel thing. like I I could
0: get on a streak with the blowfly. fly. I think I could. <laughs>
1: you're you're losing like four strokes. A no, round. no.
0: You know how bad of a putter I am.
1: Over 18 holes, you're losing at least. I don't four even make four putts putt. around. Real, all right. Real time. You have an 18 hole tournament round, and mm-hmm. you're putting with the blowfly. fly. How many strokes do you lose because of the blow fly? 18 hole round. It depends.
0: Like, I think I honestly think I get streaky no with no practice. I think I get streaky with the blowfly. I think how I, many
1: strokes do you lose? Simple question. On you average, normal flyer. On
0: average, I think two to three. But I think worst case, probably like five or six. Best case, I gain. Because
1: <laughs> there's, there's going to no be some. Way. There's going to be some. Because you're be not making rounds, anything outside of thirty feet. It's going to be, be flopping around. The blowfly is not as floppy as you think. Oh, I know it is. It's because not as floppy as like the koi and stuff. And throw it.
0: But it's not. It's like the koi and like the new plastic.
1: I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's not as bad. We have I think, some on the shelf. I don't think you remember how bad it is.
0: Um, but the, the thing with it is, like, no one expects anything of you with it. And so I think I, that can make me dangerous. It
1: depends on, like, if, because the thing is, at the end of the day, if, you like, if the putter was, like, the Stego, that's really not going to hurt me that bad. For my I think the worst-case worst,
0: worst case scenario is the uh, Turbo Putter.
1: But once again, it's a solid object. It's when you get to the floppy ones, that's where it hurts I guess
0: me. The, fl- the worst, okay, so the worst, worst one is a Koi in the like their floppiest plastic. Yeah,
1: I would be, I'd be useless. Cuz that holds on your hand. I'd be useless with that. Can't putt with that thing. You got to be able to throw that thing fast. No, cuz the
0: blowfly, the blowfly's got some density. Why you could putt with that you thing. You could putt with it better than you think, I think.
1: I don't know, man. I'm going to try it out. We're going
0: to do a blowfly putt off. All right. That's the episode. Hopefully <laughs> you enjoyed. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoy our we'll talking
1: next week. <laughs>